them in Jeff's mouth. Oh, dipping what in Jeff's mouth? My balls. Oh, okay. They're freshly shaved over <laughs> his mouth. Okay, uh, so uh, this is Dueling with uh, News Network, and this is episode four of the After Hours show. Uh, uh, I got some special guests this week. Uh, we got Almost Doug, and we got Samurai Jeff. Why don't you guys uh, say something? Say something, Almost Doug. We are the boys. We are returning. And then, what's up, Jeff? Okay. All right, so... Uh, this episode, we're, we're going to go over a few things. I'm going to go over the uh, itinerary, what we're going to go through. we got the structure deck, the new structure deck, the Stardust Nexus that came out and shit all over my episode last week, the next day later. And then uh, we got the tier list, a meta review going over the uh, tournament play and competitive. And then we got a Shadow Realm report because uh, we had a little bit of Shadow Realm, uh, something that's, uh, if you're lis- used to listening to Duelings with the Boys, uh, this is uh, something we did every single week. Um, with the boys, we'd have a, each other duel each other off, but not have any side deck cards and uh, best of three. And the worst one uh, gets a bunch of shit and also is in the Shadow Realm. And then we have a new character and skills, and we're going to talk about what, you, what, you, what we would do and what you should do with your dream ticket. All right. So the new, the new structure deck we'll dip into first. Um, let's see. Let's see what it is. Stardex Nexus. So last week we talked about the, the box and Stardex Nexus uh, is like uh, let's see fuck what do we got they already have like certain cards so they what do they do they they gave us fucking quick draw synchron uh, which is already an ultra rare that's a reprint um, that's that's a good, decent card uh, they gave us junk synchron which is also an ultra rare from a mini box that used to be fucking playable when we had the skill what grows in the graveyard and then uh, the three new cards are was it junk no that's that's not it either junk converter so junk converter is level two earth you can discard this card and add one tuner uh, and one tuner. Add one synchron monster from your deck to your hand. If this card is sent to the graveyard as a synchron material, you can target one tuner in your graveyard special summon in defense position. But its, it's effects, uh, it cannot activate its effects this turn. You can only each, use each effect of junk ver- converter once per turn. Um, let's see. Oh, another new one is mono synchron, which is a dark attribute level one. When using this card as a synchron material, the other synchron materials must be level four or lower or machine monsters, and they are treated as level one. So this is going to probably to make formula synchron which is another new card formula synchron synchro uh, light level two one tuner one non-tuner when this card is synchro summon you could draw one card once per train during uh, uh, your opponent's main phase you can quick effect immediately after this effect resolves synchro summon using this card you control um so i played against this card already because of the box already came out the the extra uh, the structure deck and I had Arvada, and I like didn't pay attention because I don't read all the time. So, uh, and I negated it, and then it said once per chain. So he just fucking synchroed again after that. I still beat the fuck out of him though. Um, it's worth noting with that card. I want to point out before we go on. Yep. There are people who will see with their Arvadas against Formula Synchron that they negate Formula Synchron, and then people don't synchro afterwards. This is an issue that people have because you have to toggle on to be able to just spontaneously activate your formula synchron after yeah. it gets negated. Exactly. So that's something to watch out for. 
or if they tried to use formula synchron earlier in the chain earlier in the turn and then they respond later to the transition to main phase because it can only activate in the main phase yep that's true too and it, the, the thing is i just didn't want to bring out his big monster but i actually didn't i should just let him do it because it didn't even matter like <laughs> uh that deck is uh Everyone thinks that it's going to have a bad matchup against, uh, or a good matchup against uh, Fire Kings because they all destroy shit, but Fire Kings are just, uh, this is too much. You could double Garunix play them, you can have an Arvada out and one Garunix come out. Um, like, uh, there's a lot of things that would wipe out their, their big, uh, what is he called again? Uh, uh, shooting Star Dragon? Shooting Star Dragon, yes, yes. From the, that one? is he from the new box? No, Shooting Star Dragon was a login bonus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zubaba General, but probably a better card than Zubaba General. Also, just like uh, Blue Eyes Alternative. So really, just moral of the story is people need to make their accounts sooner than later. Yeah, so Ghost Rare. It's Ghost, or whatever they called it. Uh, uh, Legendary Rare? Yeah, they call it something, but it looks fucking badass. I wish they could like make us upgrade our Prismatics into Legendary Rare or whatever. That'd be fucking cool. Um, Selection box exclusive. Yeah, that's probably gonna happen. You're like, hey, spend some more money, and then you can fucking make all your shit fucking legendary. <sighs> Fuck. Um. So, those are the new cards. They also gave you a new uh, looking Stardust Dragon. Looks pretty fucking sweet. Just because I'm used to the other Stardust Dragon, so it's a little bit of a change up. But I, I don't know. I like the other Stardust too, just because it's nostalgic. Um. What do you got? What do you guys think about this structure deck? What it's gonna do to the meta? And uh, let, let's go with Jeff first. Jeff, it's gonna affect the meta. Yeah, but um, it does look fun to play. I always seen the junk stuff come out, and it looks like you kind of got a lot of options with synchros. And I got a lot of synchro cards that I really don't use that I might be able to use if I choose to go into this. Plus, they gave us time to get. Like junk synchron before and the converter, so I feel like I wouldn't even have to go in more than like maybe one purchase of this or two to get what I need. Yeah. So so you're 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 only gonna get two. You're gonna go in this twice. You said. I'm just saying it looks fun to play, not necessarily that it's gonna affect the meta, but it does look fun to play. Some of these junk cards are pretty cool. Yeah, all right, well, fucking, what about you, almost, Doug? I agree. It does look a lot of fun to play, and you're going to have plenty of uh, sort of cheesy feeling wins against people because of it. Because you just, you high roll on your uh, shooting star dragon, you get four attacks-ish, <laughs> and that's going to be eating through people's hand traps that they're trying to rely on early on. Uh, you've Definitely got a lot of prevalence with Shooting Star Dragon's effect to negate any destruction effect. It can be used against Space Typhoon. It can be used against almost any fucking Fire King guard. Uh, there's just tons that it can be used against. It's just the power plays that it really needs are not super protected. And I do think it's going to be a three of to buy because Junk Converter is just a card that you really consistent want available as is junk synchron it's worth noting junk synchron in the structure so somebody doesn't really need to go through that old mini box that had junk synchron in the first place lucky people 
Mm, yeah, that's an old, that is an old shitty mini box. Uh, and now they don't have to do that. But uh, and so my opinion of the box is like, if you are a competitive player and you want to win some tournaments or win some money, uh, this is not the box or structure deck for you. This is nostalgic and this is fun. I think that this box kind of reminds me of like when we, or this structure deck reminds me of when we got galaxy eyes and photon shit. Uh, you you go all this all this way out to summon this boss monster that like is like just dominated by almost everything that we have in the game as a as a back row. Even the main um, fucking harpy monster just fucking bounces it to the deck. It doesn't care about attacking it. Like that's our that's a number one tier deck, and it, it can't even like stand a chance against that deck. I, I, that's kind of crazy to me. Um, I agree. Harpies are definitely the biggest obstacle to this in the meta, and if they want to be meta, they're going to have to find other ways to play around Harpies, which, to be fair, they definitely have a lot of potential to play other cards in their extra deck other than just playing Shooting Star Dragon Turbo. Yeah, they, they, they could do that. Uh, I, I hope to see something different, but also another problem with the deck is most decks have an effect on your opponent's turn. So, whereas on a mat is a normal OTK deck, it'll fuck you up if it, it goes second and you just OTK to the shit out of you. Well, the problem is, is they, they, their turn one play is a bouncer, and that's all they got, pretty much. So, um, they will negate your shit. Uh, we got Fire Kings with Arvada. We got Harpies with Making Slash and then the back row. Um, we got, like, a, a ton of decks have protection and back row. And if you're not turboing with this deck, uh, I don't know how quickly you're going to get out your monster and then... Um. Yeah. So it's a, it just it's like a it's it's like a glass cannon, I guess. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't. I, I see. This is a kind of a money grab for people, and uh, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't advise going in on it if you think that it's going to be uh, competitive. Uh. But it, it could be fun. I'm not going to lie that it could be a fun deck to play. Worth noting, it's also very worthwhile for people who are just trying to play the game normally. If you're not trying to play tournaments, or maybe even if you're trying to play like less competitive tournaments, it can definitely be very viable. I'm sure there are people already cogging with it in Storm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a definitely king of games worthy. Um, you might have to get a pretty fucking lucky to not face any harpies, fire kings, um, fucking abyss dweller, water XYZ. I don't know, like any top deck. <laughs> but uh, you can get you could definitely king of games with it. Most decks you can king games with, but I agree. Um, so if it had draw power like Onomots do, I think it might have stand a better chance against stuff like Harpies, but it doesn't. Yeah, this is downfall of it. Consistency on its main play, but no draw power in general. Fuck, it's the way she goes, boys. That's our that's our structure deck that we got fucking leaked. And then, uh, where are we? Is it May 24th? So, in a few days, we'll probably get upcoming events for June. And they'll tell us all that shit. And we'll probably have, like, a, a tournament, another KC Cup. And then we'll fucking look forward to another ban list. But, um, right now, uh, we also got a new character uh, and skills. Um, so, the character, when you get him, is Primo. And he comes out with some Mechlord stuff. Uh, surprisingly, they gave us just a bunch of trash. Uh... <laughs> as his level up rewards, and then they gave us some traps that are, could be used in other machine decks. So, uh, the, so I'll go through, well, I'm not going to go through all the trash, really. I'm just going to say Weisel Guard, 
Weisel Carrier, Weisel Attack, and Weisel Top, they're all like really, really bad. It says if there's no Mechlord monster on the field, destroy this card. They all have that effect. They're also all level one. So yes, they want to get destroyed because you want to have your Emperor in your hand. With the Emperor Weisel, which we're getting in the... Um, uh, what the fuck is that? The, 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 the mini box, number 34, that I talked about last week. If you uh, yep. didn't hear about that. So yeah, you would want that, but like that, you know, people are gonna play Desperado and just throw in some Weisels if they really want to, because Weisel can negate a spell, so that's a good part about him. And then you can also fuck up some Synchro decks, uh, but I don't like, I don't see Weisel coming in to like destroy Shooting Star Dragon decks. <laughs> I mean, there's not like a good counter for it in the meta. Um, there's a, there's some traps. Here's some traps I'll talk about. Battle Return. Uh, normal trap during your battle phase target one mech lord emperor monster you control half its attack until the end of this turn and if you do it can make a second attack that's all right it gave you three of them uh twin vortex target one machine monster you control and one monster your opponent controls destroy both targets now this could be definitely used in desperado um it's like a regeki break except for you're okay with destroying your shit so target your machine that you have destroy fucking uh one monster your opponent controls it's only one monster though and that's kind of does suck because karma cut is around and that, that's a little bit better. Um, you do need a machine monster too, so if you don't draw your machine monster first turn, this card would be useless. Um, but it's only one of, they only give you one. Um, what about Infinity Force? When you take battle or effect damage while you control a Mechlord Emperor monster, destroy all monster opponent controls. So what is this, like a, a mirror force? Um, but you still take the damage too. That's kind of fucked. Um, and you, and you, wait, what? Why you control a Mechlord Emperor? So they're not even attacking you directly, they're just attacking over him, and then you, that's, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, and then we don't really have any other, uh, rewards. Do you guys know of any of the skills that are coming out? Um, I have his skills I'm pulling us, because he, he's already unlocked. Yeah. None of his skills were particularly enticing. Uh, like the best one was probably just Alert by Darkness. Oh, if you really want them to play that? He's he, he gives Dragon. that too, huh? Yeah. Hey, Raptor, shut the fuck up. That's fucking Raptor, dude. He's a son of a bitch. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So if um. Jeff, what do you th uh, do? You guys have any uh, skills that uh, that our primo can make good or no? The skills right now got some kind of weird ones like gathering of ghosts can only be used the turn you've activated DNA transplant. Return one dark monster from your hand to your deck to play one ally salvo from outside your deck. This can be used once per turn and twice per duel, and only if you begin the duel with the deck, extra deck that contains no monsters other than machine type. So let's see, what's so great about Allied Salvo, huh? Allied Salvo? It is a two-star dark machine monster. When this card is destroyed by battle with a light monster and sent to the graveyard, select two cards on the field and destroy them. So the intent here is to uh, play DNA Transplant, declare light, because you declare an attribute on DNA transplant, and that turns all monsters on the field into that attribute. So it will turn all monsters light. Then you take this ally salvo, which has 400 attack, 
and you suicide it on one of your opponent's monsters, which is now a light monster, send it to the graveyard, and its effect is when it does that, you select two cards on the field and destroy them, which select is old school term for targeting. Oh, so they're changing is okay. So they're it's still going to be targeting. Yeah. Damn it. It's targeting it requires you to suicide a monster. Also requires you to be running DNA transplant. Hmm. So they give him a bomb. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Maybe somebody can make it work. Yeah. All right. So, uh, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Primo coming out. I'm good, man. <laughs> good on Primo. I, I'm, I'm going to get Primo just, uh, obviously, I get every character just so I can fucking, uh, just so I can get uh, all the gems and shit that's coming out. So Primo is definitely, I'm picking him up so I can get all the gems from leveling up, and that's all I really need him for. I'm, I don't give a shit about his level up rewards. Um, I, I'm not going to play Mech Lords, and I don't believe that they're going to be competitive either. Uh, anything almost, Doug? No disagreement there. I like he's nice for players who are trying role play, I guess. If role people play. are doing that much still. I don't think most of our listeners will be though. Fuck. Well that's uh Primo. That's what uh Konami said. Hey, here's here's how you get more gems. You just unlock Primo and then we'll just throw you a bunch of shit stuff that we haven't given to you in boxes to pay for. So um Let's go into Dream Ticket. Let's talk about this, Jeff. Jeff, let's, you'll start this off. Um, what are you going to do with your Dream Ticket? What do you want to do? What, uh, what do you think listeners should do? I've went into a lot of the boxes before, and I have a lot of the staples. So when I got my Dream Ticket, I really didn't know what to do. So I kind of looked to see what decks that I could almost make that are tiered, and I saw that I could make Onomat if I just get one more freaking Zubaba, whatever bullshit his name is. And uh, I got that guy. Wow, this guy fucking memorized that shit. (laughs) You hear it every time you play Onamon. I don't hear anything. I turn the sound off on my fucking game. So I can fucking, you know, try and hang out with people and not, I don't know. Anyways, but I got that guy. So that put me into the fucking... um, on a map playing, but I think that there's not like a lot of good options for your dream ticket at this point if you've been playing the game for a while because you probably have a lot of the staples. So a lot of people are holding their dream ticket. That's what people in the Discord are doing at least. Yeah. So like with this with me, I am I'm always holding my uh, dream tickets because. Uh, like I've said before, um, when I whenever I get uh, have the game, I I spend all my fucking like bills on my fucking credit card, and then my credit card gives me points, and then my points I can use for uh, gift cards for iTunes, and then I just I get a fifty dollar gift card every month for iTunes by not spending any money, so I just use that on the game, and I pretty much have everything. Uh, there's stuff that uh, like I could might need like I only have one Fire Fist Bear. And I thought maybe I would need more. Um, I definitely don't. Uh, one is perfectly fine. Um, uh, like maybe I only have two of the Thunder Dragon Hawk, and I, I still only like two. I never wanted three. But if like if the Dream Ticket's gonna expire, I'll fucking 
use it on stuff like that. But as far as I'm, I just hold on to them until they're close to expiring. Maybe something new comes out and I'm like, oh shit, I fucking need that. The super rare ones I always use right away because I, I don't have like a bunch of the super rare stuff. Um, it's always in like, like I skip a bunch of mini boxes too so that I can have a ton of gems when the main boxes come out or if a main box is really crappy, like there was that one with the, the um, Malefics. I didn't even go into that. And I could probably save my dream ticket for maybe miscellaneous source so for later on because I assume that that card's going to be really good. Uh, I have two of them already, so I need a third one. And then I don't know. Uh, that's that's pretty much what I do. I just hold on to it until then. As far as for you uh, or other our listeners, I would say um, if you need like staples like Phoenix chains and floodgate trap holes and um, stuff like that. If you're really hell-bent on not spending any money, then yeah, that's what your dream ticket probably should go to. But if you're okay with spending like five bucks or something, you get a bunch of packs also. Um, you can get the Floodgate Trap Hole and the Canadia and stuff like that. What do you think, Almost Doug? Uh, so I'm in sort of the same boat where I've, holy, I've held on to a lot of my dream tickets. I'm actually finding myself doing the opposite of you, though, where I'm holding on to the SR dream tickets more than I am the UR dream tickets. Just because there's so many of those old staples, which are in main boxes, which are more of a pain to chase. I don't really spend as frequently as you do. Not that you're spending a lot, but you just spend a bit every month and yeah, you get all those staples. I focus more. My spending usually goes towards mini boxes, which have desirable uh, super rares. Hmm. So I've so I've got more of those SR tickets that I'm holding on to. Although it also helps that uh, I go crazy every time we get a 99 cent guaranteed oh. UR oh, yeah. guaranteed SR sale. Oh, I and do they too. do the guaranteed SR sales so much more often than the UR sales. Yeah, so so it's just a lot easier for those to work out. It's, it's, that's for exactly me, what I do. Yeah. For me, uh, I'd mainly recommend just... Like, if you're an older player, you're probably already aware of the things that you need to be spending your dream tickets on. You probably already have targets, decks you're building, or you're just looking for a staple back row that you don't really have much of yet. Cosmic Cyclone has kind of faded out of the meta, and Mystical Space Typhoon isn't available in the dream ticket yet, which is a shame. Uh... For for newer players, though, I would definitely still recommend Cosmic Cyclone just because of how strong of a staple it is. It's been recommended as one of the UR Dream Ticket picks by Konami. Like when you pull up the ticket, they have uh, four or five recommended cards. Although I'm noticing that they're also recommending uh, Maiden with Eyes of Blue in the ticket. And then you look at the SR Dream Ticket and they're recommending Sage with Eyes of Blue. It just... I'm not sure if they know people really want to play Blue Eyes or if they're just trying to manipulate people into playing them more. <laughs> I don't kind think of it's Batman. Recommending Maiden, though. Maiden I think they're just going based on top... It's, it's just top-use cards. I don't think it's a person that recommends them. I think it's just like for so many months, those cards were in the top-use cards. Yeah, it's probably so, right. Yeah. I, I would agree, but Rageki Break, I don't think, is one of the more often used cards and that's one that's very highly recommended that's true but it could be yeah. what, what other traps were highly recommended because then we would know like if is it like uh karma cut and stuff or 
What like because it's an ultra rare trap. So I'm trying to think. Uh, it's probably one of the most used, like top five traps in the game. I would think maybe or no. I'm pulling up the current popularity is right now, which uh, top five traps. Yes, Armica, Treacherous, which are both uh, SRs. Then you get Floodgate, Fiendish Chain. Fiendish Chain is one which you can get in the ticket, but oh, they're not recommending it. That's a good and one. It's definitely they, more played than Ragiki Break. They should do. And, Although, and plus, to be fair, Ragiki Break is right after it. Okay, so it's in the top five, but 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 Phoenix Chain is like uh, in a main box. So Konami's trying to fuck you because Regeki Breaks in a mini box, ultra rare. That's super easy to get compared to a main box ultra rare. Just to let everyone know. At the same time, though, it is a much less desirable mini box to pull in. It was a very desirable mini box to pull in because that was the Shiranui mini box. So like people playing in 2020 probably pulled Regeki. But newer players, they don't have much of a reason to pull that. True. Meanwhile, yeah. Fiendish Chain is in the Utopic Onomatopoeia box. It's legit. It's legit card. Uh, also, uh, DD Crow is in that box. So you run through that one box and you get two UR staples. I like that. Mm, yeah. Let's see. So, so I, I would point that out as a, probably a staple that you shouldn't get with your UR Dream Ticket just because it's a really good box to run on its own. Better than, uh, yeah, well, like if certain people are like, like they want to just have Alistair and Purgatrio shit, they're like, yeah, they, they, I don't know if they're going to get hit again, but they're pretty severely hit right now. Uh, those are also ultra rare Dream Ticket stuff. If you're just like, oh, fuck, I only. Uh, need one uh, Purgatrio, one more, or one uh, Invocation, or whatever. Uh, even though that box is so good that you could get Necro Valley, Alistair, Invocation, fucking Thunder Dragonhawk, like, holy fuck, like a billion cards in that one box. So that's also a, a And even a great common card with Samurai Destroyer in that box. Oh, yes. Is it common or rare? Uh, it is R, specifically. I'll just say common to refer to both N's and R's. Okay. So Yeah, easy to get for sure. That's a good one too. Um, all right, how about this? We're going to move on to the tier list. We'll go to the, uh, the meta review, and then we'll do our shower run report. So, Hold on. Let me just add one thing for some new people because we got a lot of new people in the Discord. Okay. And there's like six or seven, but... With all the tickets they give you, you always want to like click in the upper left when you're looking at a card you want, how to obtain, and then that'll let you know if it's something worth wasting your dream ticket on or not. Yeah, he's right, because or, there's really, really uh, less intelligent people who will just go and get something that's like uh, a blue eyes or something that's just, they don't know that, like the dream ticket's super important. Like they, Konami and, or Dueling's Meta values a ultra rare dream ticket as like $100. In the game, the tickets like they give us some pretty good um, super rare choices and stuff like that. But you want to pick the ones that you can't farm. You want to get the ones that only come from events that are like roaming or whatever. Well, yeah, you don't even want to get. You don't want to do any roaming events. You don't. You only want to get stuff from boxes and mainly main boxes with an ultra rare dream ticket. That's what I would say. Yeah. No, I, I'm talking about just the other tickets, too. Oh, yeah. Just so they know. Okay, the other tickets. Like six, seven tickets. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So the, those other tickets, yeah, definitely he's right. Go for the roaming. If it's a dream ticket, though, it has blue eyes on the fucking thing. Do not. Do not use it on a roaming or a, or a fucking character reward or something fucking like that. Yeah. I think it's worth adding. Uh, when you're looking at your dream ticket, if you pull down the filter menu, there's a filter button which you can click and it'll filter out specifically box cards and structure deck cards. Although, for some reason, I'm noticing on the UR Dream Ticket, when I filter it, I turn on the filter for box and structure deck cards, and it gets rid of the King of D and Blue Eyes Twin Burst Dragon, both of whom are structure deck cards. Although it doesn't get rid of the Noble Knight URs. Wow. Oh, it's because they're in the main box. They don't care that if they're, if they're already in a main box. You know what I mean? Like so. No, no, no. The the UR exes for Oh, okay. The UR was not in a main box. Yeah, you're right. It's just for some reason excluding the most recent blue eyes structure deck. Okay, because maybe it was after. Yeah, it was after where you can use the dream ticket, right? Yes. So, so you can yeah, it is definitely it. included. You pull up the dream ticket, and it's. Right there, the first. Why are they giving uh, you blue eyes structure deck then? And but they're not giving you. Um, they're giving us till uh, the September one, but the blue eyes structure deck didn't come out until January, so that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? They come to a certain point, and they're not giving us like all these other uh, options. They're just giving us up to uh, X Y Z, Sateller. Uh, Box? No, it goes up to the Arvada mini box. Okay, but that's still the the, the structure deck uh, for Blue Eyes didn't come out until January, and the Arvada mini box was October. Um, that's weird. That's they're like Oct Arvada mini box was actually December 9th, according what? to the shop. Holy shit! So all right, so we didn't get when did we get the Zexel? first box because i thought that was oh no you know what that's right because the first uh main box that that's right okay so arvada was after the second main box i i thought it was a, the first mini uh but the first mini was uh gear gear and wind up yep that one was a sad mini box so they gave us all the way to arvada and then they it makes sense now when they can do that so Although it sort of doesn't make sense because the Blue Eyes structure deck released on January 11th and the main box that is excluded, which is the Infinite Ray main box, that came out on December 31st. And that's a good fucking main box. I like it. It's got what? Uh, M7? M7 Bouncer? Shit like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's got necessary uh, Noble Knights SRs. Uh, it's got Bouncer. I mean, not Bouncer. It's got M7. It's got Heliopolis. So it's got the chair. Two of the best level eight and level six Xyz. Yeah, Levine. It's got it's got the rabbit. If you want to make the rabbit, uh, yeah. little bullshit. Yep, you uh, have S Rabu. That's true. So. All right, uh, let's move on to the tier list. And there is a new tier list, and I don't think uh, Almost Doug's going to agree with this comparing, uh, comparing to our Shadow Realm report, but uh, tier one... I agree with it for the most part. Okay. <laughs> so 
So tier one's harpies. Okay, so everyone, I think we're still agreeing on that. I don't know, Doug or uh, Jeff, do you think t uh, harpies should be tier one? Jeff. Oh, oh god, he might not be there still. So. He dipped out, or no, he might he might might be not be able to hear us or something. He might be muted. Um, so harpies is tier one. Um, tier two is automat, and they dropped down fire king. Okay. And the only thing they kept at tier three was blue eyes and thunder dragons. So blue eyes and thunder dragons are with fire king at tier three. So all they did was move fire king from tier two to tier three. And I just, uh, you know, like my opinion is I feel fire king is definitely tier two. I, I, like I said, I feel like this is the most consistent deck. If you listen to me in the discord, it's the most consistent deck I've played in Duel links. Like it has everything you want. It has effect negation. It has strong attack. It has destroying whole bar boards without targeting. It has destiny draw capabilities. It has, you can blow up your veal in your hand because it's a fire as in a gate. Um, it has tanky adding to consistency. It had, God, man, it, it's just so such a consistent deck. And I, I feel like it's so powerful and, uh, I don't feel like scared to like roll up onto like if I was in a King of Games matchup, roll up to a Cyber Dragon deck because they would they should feel scared that I have a fucking Kiteroid or a, a Veal, you know. Um, the the deck is, uh, is I think it should be tier two. On a mat, I, I I don't know why I I like the consistency. It's super consistent to do the OTK, but it makes me feel like it's kind of like a Cyber Dragon deck. It doesn't have, like, if it goes first, like, and it's a high chance that it loses, um, depending on what it plays against. So, I don't know. I don't know if Automat should be there. I think we should swap Fire King and Automat. Blue Eyes and Thunder Dragon, I think they could stay where they, they stay. Um, Thunder Dragon's got a super high ceiling, and so does Blue Eyes. They just might not be so consistent, but their, high, their ceiling could just, like, outwipe any of these fucking decks. Um, what do you think, Almost Doug? So, I definitely. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, I just had to recollect a thought for a second. I also wanted to pull up the tier list update, which I was not on yet. But uh. Right. So I agree with most of what you said about Fire Kings. I think more than being consistent, it's worth noting that they just have a very strong toolbox to work. Yeah. And I could see them lasting longer than Harpies will in the meta mm -hmm. because of it. Because Harpies, as an example, if you if we brought targeting immunity back into the meta, Harpies would struggle with that a lot more than our little uh, Fire Kings would. Yeah, they can negate it at the same time, Fire Kings just aren't as well suited to the meta i would say they do all right overall you can definitely win against anything with the deck but at the same time i can definitely see where they struggle more against harpies who are the main threat in the meta compared to say uh onomats and also it's worth noting fire kings one of their main defenses is uh Battle and Boxer Veil. Obviously, they also have Arvada with its potent negate. But at the same time, even with like effectively nine copies of Arvada, 
you can lose that pretty easily. Uh, Karma Cut is very relevant in the meta. Mm. And that is just a big problem for the deck, obviously. Who runs you can Karma, have your text, who runs Karma the, Cut? The who runs Karma Cut right now? Uh, both Harpies and Blue Eyes can Har prominently run Karma Cut. And Har we've definitely been seeing a shift in Harpies to... They're mostly bumping up their deck size, which gives them better grind game and better toolbox to work with. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that they were running Karma Cut. I just thought that they were like, a, I, I guess they'd get a bunch of hand advantage, so Karma Cut wouldn't be a problem. I knew it would be good back in the day when I was thinking, when it came out, because I was thinking about a hysteric sign. But, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't, I haven't seen them run it yet. But that's why I've been getting so fucking, like, horny about the deck, is because it just feels like it's so fucking powerful. Is, is Jeff back Bing. in here? Jeff, you here? I can't hear you. There you are. There you are. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was here. I just you cut out when it was like, hey, Jeff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, basically, I think with Fire Kings, Blue Eyes was really holding them back before Harpies came out. And uh, back then, people were running more traps, so you wouldn't see the freaking Garunix blow everybody up so often. But now that it's like Harpies is dominating and people are ready for the back row, Fire King is just... Is he They're doing fine. What, what, what did you say, Doug? Doug? Are you there, Doug? He said, oh, is it cutting out for all of us? And maybe he can't hear right now. Oh, yeah, he's probably getting cut out, too. Um, so as far as... Um, you good, Doug? There we go. Okay, cool. All right. So sorry, some technical di difficulties there. Um, as far as the tier list goes, so you, you, you gave a little, uh, thoughts on it. What do you think about everything else on, on the tier list, uh, Jeff? Uh, Onomat is too high, man. I've been playing this Onomat. Shit sucks, man. It's like you were saying, it's like Thunder Dragon. It's just OTK. If you can't pull it off, you lose. <laughs> it's consistent. It's just that I feel like if, if, if your opponent has like a treacherous trap hole, or like, uh, or like a deck like you send you or Fire King, you're really like you're shit out of luck because they can slow the game down and and just ruin all your wasted resources. Like they don't really have follow up. It seems like um, they're just gonna hatronade you, or they won't hatronade anymore because they can't. But um, they're they're trying they're trying to get that OTK in. Um, Doug, do you have any last final thoughts on what they did the tier list? Do you think there should be something else in there? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I, last time I was on here, I talked about Waters feeling like they were definitely consistent enough for it, but at the same time, the meta shit thing is not favoring Waters, and really, at best, they would have just about even matchups with almost everything on the list. I think Automats do deserve their Tier 2. They're incredibly consistent, and they have a great toolbox to work with. I know Jeff isn't feeling them yet, but I think Onomots have a very, uh, they have a higher skill ceiling and not exactly the lowest skill floor. It seems simple when you're just looking at it like, oh, it's just another monkey OTK deck. You draw a grenade, you get in your hits. It if was, you don't get yeah. in your hits, you die. But at the same time, there's so many utilities that the deck gets access to with how easily it pulls out rank sixes and rank fours especially the currently very relevant 
number 18 heraldry patriarchs oh that'll fuck a carbon from the voltage of metal box which we dismissed just a bit ago but well i said common but it's an r specifically yeah I don't know how many people know what it does, but when there are multiple things on the field with the same name, you pick one of those and you destroy all other monsters with that name. And while the one you pick remains face up, your opponent can't summon monsters with the same name. And that's something that harpies specifically have to respect. They've got their options, which they're playing now, which can play around it. They're specifically experimenting with uh, one of the Blackwing cards, Zephyros. And also with Glyph, the Phantom Bird, a Stromberg archetype card, both of whom have their different utilities, which lets them play around that just by having different names that they field. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know they were doing that with, uh, I guess they could bounce back their fucking field spell if it started out turn one. Uh, how do they throw Zephyros into the grave? Uh, Harpies? Yeah. They don't necessarily have to throw Zephyros into the grave just to get started. If they just hard draw Zephyros, they can play that as their main monster and use Swallow's Nest with it. Or they can just use Swallow's Nest to bring it out. If, like, say they summon a Harpy, say Onomat's made number 18, they summon Channeler, Channeler summons another Harpy, the Onomat tries to shut down the extra Harpy, they play Swallow's Nest and go into Zephyros and have whichever monster was going to get hit dodge out of that. And can you make a, a Slash? You can, in fact, because Slash's condition is that only one of your monsters needs to be a Harpy Lady in order to... Uh, substitute for a tuner. But it said that you can't summon anything with the same name. Right, but that is only if it gets to fully resolve. Mm, okay. So that, I, I was thinking so that the way it works, enough. it's worth noting, with number 18, the effect specifically reads, you can detach one Xyz material from this card. Semicolon. That means everything after the semicolon happens on resolution. So if a harpy player chains Swallow's Nest to the heraldry, it will not get to resolve because when it tries to resolve, the chained Swallow's Nest will have swapped out one of the harpy ladies for a Zephyros or a Glyph, and there will no longer be two monsters with the same name on the board. Just a question. Uh, what about, like, uh, why are why would they go into a Herald Patriarch if they have a complete out to it? If you could just go into Bouncer and it, it seems like it does the same thing, uh, stops their Chandler a whole loop and they can't do anything. Um, they would have to. So important to note with Bouncer is that it will not stop Harpies per se because Harpies say you negate Chandler, but then when they then when they're uh, when you're trying to negate Chandler. They just swallow's nest into another harpy. That harpy searches egotist. You don't have another negate because you already used your one negate. But it's the same thing, though. It's the same thing. If they have have a lot of ways to play around a single negate. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's the exact same. It's the exact same as patriarch. Like you're, if you have swallow's nest, you can get around patriarch. If you have swallow's nest, you can get around fucking bouncer. But the thing is, when they activate Chandler, they're discarding cards out of their hand. You're negating that. 
and and then they summon another card. They can't they can't summon another Chandler, right? So they can only summon a perfumer who's gonna make you summon a slash with an egotist. But it's like I don't know. You lose 500 damage. You're gonna still get bounced, but your opponent loses more advantage. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like uh, they look like they seem the same thing. Like if your opponent has Swallow's Nest, you're still fucked, right? Either way. Functionally, yeah, they are the same thing. The thing is that people who aren't playing Zephyros or Glyph, they will get screwed over by that uh, that Patriarch. Okay. Whereas they won't get screwed over by it if they are playing it. And so it forces them to go into cards that are generally less advantageous because most of the other harpies that they'll try to swallow's nest into will generate more advantage than that Glyph will or so that Zephyros. That's kind of cool to think about that maybe while everyone swifts in the meta, they just start going into Bouncer again. And then, like, fuck it. Because everyone's like, okay, well, we have the, we're switching to Glyphs and Zephyroses. Their decks are less consistent now. And then you're just Bouncering them. I mean, it just it seems pretty legit. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Uh, on a mat, uh, once you get bounced and they have a Swallow's Nest, you, uh, can they come back? Uh, they have a stronger ability to come back than they used to. If it were pre-Onomata play nerf, I would say probably not. But now that they have the Onomata play nerf, which actually lets them activate the skill twice, I would say they have a better chance of coming back. Okay. Onomata play into a Gaga Ga Head and Gaga Ga Head revives monsters or Gaga Coat revives monsters. For another OTK. And then, but like you just got to hope that your opponent doesn't have a back row at that point. Uh, sort of yes and no. It's worth noting at that point if you force them into using Swallow's Nest or something to get around your Heraldry Patriarch, that's less cards they have to be able to try and stop you. Yeah. Can't activate that Swallow's Nest to get rid of your Spare Harpy to activate Cypress Slash's Bounce. So on and so forth. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's weird to, weird to think about uh, with these decks. Um, there's just so many matchups and everything. I, I don't know why. I just, I'm just i still stuck on it. I haven't played competitively in a little bit. Uh, but I'm, I got the Fire Kings and... Um, uh, I just feel like they're super consistent. I, the only decks I would add to this tier list before we go on to the power rankings, um, that which is a part of the tier list, uh, that they actually, it's actually what performs. Um, I believe that Yusenju and Water XYZ should be tier three in the sense that they do the same amount of damage and, and effect, and they have, they're, they're a tier three deck. Like tier three, I feel like is. It's not the best, but it, it, it can beat all the other decks and or have good matchups against them, and they're consistent enough. Like, I don't think that, uh, like, a Stardust new Stardust Dragon deck will be on the tier list, but I believe that Water XYZ is severely, and, and Yusenju is severely better than both of them, or better than a Stardust deck. So... I don't know why they don't just throw it in there. As far as, like, let's look at the power rankings. It says tier one is Harpies with a 26 fucking rating. And then uh, tier two is Fire Kings with 10.6, which is the second best in the whole fucking thing. And they're over here saying it, it goes down. Um, Blue Eyes 9.1. On a mat with a 6.9. And uh, Thunder Dragon 
Isenju 5.8 and Water XYZ 5.0. And they said Tier 3 is a Cyber Dragon deck, which... That makes sense. Like, I honestly think... Well, I, what are they like? What are they predicting? They're always wrong. On, like, so if they say that next week they predict something, right? But then all of a sudden their power rankings completely are never, never, never right on their all their predictions. They say next week we're making a new tier list. What they think is going to be in the meta, and then we go over the power rankings, and it's always fucking wrong. Why don't we just say fuck the tier list and use actual evidence? I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I think it's worth noting when we're looking at these power levels, Onamont especially is a very uh, misleading number on the power rankings because Onamots have not had their uh, skill change for very long. Well, it's been this month, they have, but they do it a week, right? They update this every week? They do update it regularly, but at the same time, like it, it's specifically automatically updated snapshot of the meta using data from DLM tournaments, KC AC Cups. Cups, and the King of Games ladder. So it's worth noting, we look at that Onomat number, and people have not had as much time to be figuring out legal Onomat lists to contribute to these power rankings. But what about last week? Uh, last week they had uh, Onomat even lower on, uh, on the power rankings, and then they fucking still predicted it as Tier 2. That's what my problem is. Is that, like, I Well, think I think it's... I think you got to look at that and see, oh, Onomod has been rising in the power rankings. Mm. But so is Fire Kings is legit better than every other deck, uh, according to this. And it's it went down. For now, for now. We'll see how long it lasts. And at the same time, we do also have to consider, uh, like they say in the little disclaimer, using data from DLM tournaments, KC Cups, and the King of Games ladder. Ugh. Do we really want to take King of Games results that people submit specifically to Duel Links meta? I don't think we as should. something seriously to consider. Nah, it's definitely part of why we see Blue Eyes and Harpies as high as we do because both of those decks are very accessible decks. So a lot of people get King of Games with them because they're new to the game, so they just quickly obtain Harpies and Blue Eyes. So. Let's go over before we uh, like because we're gonna move on because we're, we're getting behind. Let's do the meta review real quick. Um, we got I'll go over a couple tournaments. We got the meta weekly that just happened. It says every single week, bro. Like we know this fucking what is this? One hundred and seventy-seven fucking meta weeklies. Um, Some shit like that. Uh, this harpies uh, came in with thirty fucking eight, and then they came out with eleven in tops. That's a, a third almost. Uh, on a mat, 16 entered, 4 came out, that's a 4th. Uh, Blue Eyes, 15 entered, 2 came out, that's really bad. Uh, Fire King, 13 entered, 5 tops. So that's the best ratio so far uh, in this weekly. Uh, Water XYZ is 10 and 3 entered, so that's a 3rd. Uh, Synchrons, not a fucking single one. Thank God, like, I fucking talking all this shit... And then I just come back here and I see this review. Eight fucking Synchron decks, not a single one fucking top. All right, five uh, Cyber Dragons, only one. Four Luna Lights, only one. Four Thunder Dragons, two of them, that's half. Uh, Tech Genus, so TG, uh, got one of three, it looks like. And Yusenju, wow, Yusenju, I, I, 
I don't know why they're not fucking doing. Like they're, it must be like Fire King's just fucking spanking the fuck out of them or something. And then uh, Evil Eye, no, 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 no. All right, so DDD, one out of one. So we had a one lucky little DDD. Let's talk about the winner of the whole fucking thing, and it was a Thunder Dragon deck by Daniel YGO. Fiend Farewell. Okay, that's weird. Uh, so they attack your shit because they always do. And if you do, you send a fiend to the grave. And what are they sending to the grave? What, Chaos Betrayer? Yep, 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 yep. So Chaos Betrayer makes your shit live. Now, what are they running? They run three Leviathan, three Dragonhog, three Triforce's Top for protection, uh, a Vadra, which is a light, and I love that fucking card. It's protection also. It's like a veal, kind of. Um, three regular Thunder Dragon, the light, and then three Battery Man Solar to pitch shit. Two gold sarcophagus and a melody and that. Oh, I like this. I, I would try this out. Because if they kill anything, just attacking it by battle, you're sending but Chaos Betrayer to the grave, which is then banishing and making everything fucking live. Like, that's it's not bad. It's a good idea. And I'm surprised it just fucking kicked ass and won. Side deck, they had three DD Crow. Second place on a mat. There we go. Uh, regular on a mat, they run two Mystical Space Stephen and Cosmic Cyclone instead of Hatronade. That's the only thing that's different, really. Um, Blue Eyes, third place. Regular Blue Eyes, no melody. Obviously, they want their protection play. Uh, Cyber Dragon, top four. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Just so many fucking spells. Like, only three core and one Cyber Dragon. There's only four monsters in this fucking deck. Um... Another, oh, top eight, we got Victor Lee, who we've had a special guest on the old show. Uh, fuck, what do you got? Three Chaos, Levineer, three Dragonhawk, three Veal, just a ton of protection. He's like two Karibo, three Veal, ton of protection. He's running a 25-card deck. Seems legit. Um, Luna Light with Predaplant and Onomat and Harpy. So Harpy made top eight, but... This Harpy deck is running two Treacherous and three Book of Moon. Um, another fucking Automat. All right, so I can see why Automat is making a rise. We got top 16 with Rich Ferrente, who is in the Discord, right? Have we seen him? I haven't seen him. I, I, thought, I, th I thought he was in the Discord. It was Rich something. But maybe it's not the same guy. No, it's the same guy. Oh, it definitely is. Okay. He might not have stuck around. I'm not sure about that. I think he's still in the Discord uh, under the logs. Because uh, I can see when people leave. Uh, Fire Kings made it. Uh, this one's just Kanadia, one Book of Moon. It looks, it's almost like they don't have uh, the money to get three Book of Moon. All right, let's look at uh, one another random one, kind of a bigger one. Uh, maybe the Battle Phase, the, the most recent one. I think something to note, there's an interview for the for Daniel YGO. Yeah? Yeah, he specifically, uh, he played against Victor Lee, the other person who had Thunder Dragons. So Thunder Dragons may have done even better if they weren't made to play against each other. That's worth noting. I think something really interesting to note, though, is how... Daniel rationalizes some of his choices with the deck like Fiend Farewell. And also a five-star Xyz that we don't see played very often, Tyrus. Okay, yeah, Tyrus can't be destroyed by card effects. 
As long as it has XYZ and then it destroys a card at the end of the turn. Yeah. Yeah, so he mentions he picked Fiend Farewell specifically to play around people who are playing around uh, playing around Allured by Darkness or Destiny Draw because people are doing that a lot in tournament settings now. So, the, the, so he does that and he baits them into attacking his weaker monsters because usually they'll try to attack into the weaker monsters and to not do, do damage. just enough damage to not trigger Allured, but then they still kill the monster. And then you, so he still gets to go off with his skill, dump that Chaos Betrayer. He also notes that he specifically opted for uh, Trifortress Ops and Vajra, specifically because they are not fiends like Sphere Karibo. And also, obviously, they don't uh, mess with his limit twos of choice, the Gold Sarcophagus. Hmm. Yeah, so he wouldn't be purposely uh, accidentally milling and ruining his skill. Um, Battle in Boxer Veil, he also mentions he did not feel was an option because he wanted to play around Heroic Champion Excalibur, the Xyz, which you can make out of two uh, four-star warriors, which ups its attack to 4,000. Something that you're mainly going to be seeing out of Onomots at the moment in the meta. Yep, that's true. And all you gotta do is drop your fucking Vadra and put it in his butt. So... To us... He mentioned was specifically there to be able to help out Shadow Imprisoning Mirror. Hmm. Okay. You have Adreus, the other five-star that, that he destroys runs, a card. which you can often use as a Necro Valley out. But if the per- if the opponent plays Necro Valley and Shadow Imprisoning Mirror, that fucks up your uh, Adreus because Adreus is dark. And also, obviously, if they just play Shadow Imprisoning Mirror... You can banish all the Thunder Dragons you want, but your Leviathan isn't going to do shit about it. Yeah, it's true. And I like uh, Tyrus. I, I think Tyrus and uh, Andreas are like the, the opposites. I remember them in TCG. They were like the the, the exact opposites. Like you, you want you want like they were both light and dark. So yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it, it seems cool that like we, he got he got to win it all and like something different, and that's what you like to see is like someone fucking make something new and win with that shit. Oh, also worth noting, he mentioned specifically he does not play Heliopolis, the level eight Xyz or rank eight Xyz, because he feels that once he summons Leviathan and Thunder Dragon duo, Heliopolis is usually overkill in most games. Yep, most of the time. It, it will be in this meta, that's for sure. Back in the, uh, before, it was kind of, it was a little bit needed with, with what we had before, I feel like. Oh, oh, he specifically mentions also, if anyone is wondering why there's one Cosmic Cyclone and two Mystical Space Typhoon, the answer is very simple. Budget Mystical Space Typhoon. <laughs> Budget? Yeah, so you've got a player who won a meta weekly, and he's specifically acknowledging that he used Cosmic Cyclone as a budget version of Mystical Space Session. Oh, okay. So he, the thousand life points. <laughs> all so right. All the more reason for those people who are wondering what to do with their dream ticket. They're eyeing Mystical Space Cyclone, but they can't get it. If you need Cosmic Cyclones too, go ahead. Yeah, that'd be useful. Um, let's do. What is this called? Uh, all right, so we got the damage step, which is a big tournament for uh, battle phase uh, or dueling entertainment. 
Dueling Center Entertainment. So we got Harpies. We got 16 entrants. Uh, five came out, which is good. One third. Uh, Fire Kings, which nine entered. Three came out. One third. Good. Onomat, six with three came out. That's half. Okay. Water XYZ, six came out. Fuck. No Water XYZ made it. Uh, Thunder Dragon, five went in. Two came out. That's still, still decent. Um, Blue Eyes, four and one. That's a quarter. It seems legit with the meta weekly. You send you four, not, uh, two. Okay, so we got half. N no hero, no bubble beat, no ritual beast, no teller knight, no blackwing, no fucking fire fist, no fucking galaxy eyes, no megalith, no one trident. Okay, so everything that was legit actually topped in this fucking tournament. Um, you send you won the whole thing, and they run three comma one, three comma two, one comma three, which is kind of weird to me because you could have a lot of bad hands with. Uh, the same comma in your hand. Uh, obviously, three Tenki. Uh, you can search out everything. They got two Isna, three Veal, two Kiteroid. Super good. Uh, OEM. So you got like protection for the rest of your life. Three Mystical Space Typhoon because they can't run Hatronade. And then they got three Sting. So I could see it working. And they're side decking into their uh, Drownings. They run their Destiny Draw. That's a good shit. What do you think about that, Almost Doug? Um, which turn did you say we were looking at again? Damage step. Damage step. Um, we'll, we'll go back to you real quick. I've been talking about second place Grucius. So Mordecai won the whole thing with Yusenju. Second place was Grucius, and he lost to Yusenju's with Fire Kings. He's got two Karibo, three Veal, one Kiteroid. He's going Destiny Draw. He's got three Garunix, three that of uh, the Arvada, two of the Barong, three of the Book of Moon, three of the MST, three of the Tanky, three of... All right, the Onslaught is overkill. Like, I have such a... Like, imagine... That's what his problem is. He played against this guy, and he probably had an Onslaught in his hand, and he can't fucking use it. You know what I mean? Like, he played against Yusenjus, and he's like, oh, well, now I can draw another Onslaught and not do anything. Okay, so, like... Onslaught, you only need one of it. Like it's just to play it out. You don't need three. Like it's overkill. It's such a condition too. Uh, we got. What, what what did you think about the first place? Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I see it now. I think it's worth noting, or at least I feel the way I feel about it. Looking at games I've played with Yosenjus versus Fire Kings, and a couple of games I've played with Fire Kings against Yosenjus, it's worth noting. One of Yosenji's main ways to get rid of your monsters is going to be bouncing, and they're mainly going to be doing it later in your turn. And ideally, they're going to be doing it without having a monster effect for you to negate. Set up your Garunix. Yeah. Especially if they, like, say you brought out Garunix with Onslaught, then they Sword Sting it, or worse, they Drowning Mirror Force it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to deal with that. And that onslaught may have helped him a bit. Maybe it didn't. Yeah, I don't know how. He probably lost to Mordecai. Yeah, he lost. And and I, and I, he probably Mordecai. sided out that card, right? Uh, the Fire King player with his onslaught? Or... Yeah, it would make sense if he sided it out. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think we can get word from him on such short notice. Well, he should fucking he should have decided it out. Cause why would you play onslaught against you? Send you. They don't fucking leave shit on the field. Their their game plan. 
Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> so then you can't even use Onslaught. You're just fucked. You got to side that shit out. And then he can't even side into Lightning Vortex, which is stupid. Uh, Invocation and Alistair, yeah, he could side into that. Uh, with the, But then he's got to take out the the the, the, the three veal. So and that's not even like beneficial. So what mistaken accusation would probably be what he sides into, which is your opponent has more total cards in their hand on the side of the field than you do. Target one face a monster on the field. Neither player can activate cards that name or effects. For oh, but that's it's a set card. You could set it because it's a quick play. Ugh, it's still not like he didn't have a side for Yusenju. That's why he fucking lost. Um, let's see. We got Onomat, Fire King again. Top four. They all run onslaught at three. Blows my fucking mind, but. Uh, oh, fucking A. Another top eight with an onslaught at three. Jesus. Uh, I guess because they're always thinking that they're playing against harpies, huh? Yeah, there's got to be something that it's helping them adapt against. Harpies. People play it. I think that's what it is. Because like, harpies always have their set up board. Then you just onslaught and fucking ruin their whole fucking day. Um, on the mat. Here's your Zephros play. It's in there. Uh, another harpy deck so yeah i mean we, we we went through the whole meta now it's time to bring in the shit talk we got the shadow realm report um this week we had a duel with all of us we had uh, uh people that showed up was mimu and uh one mixtape with all three of us and we went in there we dueled each other so we could talk a little bit of shit on this show uh, jeff are you still here here yeah, good okay cool uh, we're about to dunk on you again. Yeah, so that's what's uh, good. The boy Jeff. I think it's worth noting that. Uh, I think it's worth noting, Doug. <laughs> well, <laughs> you think it's worth noting? <laughs> well, the thing is, Samurai Jeff, I can't really hear you because you're you're stuck in the shadow realm right now. I can't fucking hear shit you say. Uh, I'll have to yell it. You have to yell oh, it. Uh, it's so far deep into there. Um, so Jeff's in our shadow realm this week. Um, if we go against each other, I I played against one mixtape, I two owed him. I played against almost Doug, I two owed him, and I played against uh, Samurai Jeff, I two owed him. I never got to play against Mimu, so I went three and zero. I was playing Fire Kings. Um, my build was only one onslaught, but Destiny draw. I had like a Yoku, a Wolf Bark, a, a Bear, all the regular Fire King shit, the Veals and everything. Because, like, I wanted to, like, Destiny draw into, like, a Gyoku if, like, my opponent was playing Yusenjus, which it did, they were. And I could just hey. Gyoku their, um, their set back row and go to fucking town on them. And then they could try to use their Kiteroids or their Kribos and I could still beat them. You know what I mean? With Arvada. So, uh, it, I think it's, like, it's a good way. To, I don't know. I, I haven't entered any tournament, so I haven't, I can't say shit. But I think it's really consistent. Um, I, when I played against Jeff, uh, he was playing, um, uh, on a mat. He made Bounds their first turn, which is all right. Like, I don't really care. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm waiting for the long game. So he's making all these, uh, overusing his resources. I'll just set like a book of moon or a treacherous trap hole. And then on his turn, I just let him go off and then ruin his whole turn. My turn, I OTK him, uh, that's what happened with the Onomat deck. Um, if you go a little bit too off. And it is worth noting that Jeff did have to go first both times. So he didn't get the benefit of trying to OTK me, uh, which is what the deck would want to do. 
And then uh, as far as DDDs with one mixtape, um, I went first one time and I summoned uh, Arvada. Uh, he was pretty fucked. I actually went second the first time and he didn't do anything. He just kind of like let me go. Uh, so uh, it was like this. It's like doing the same thing except for I have more cards in my hand. And that DDD deck took a fucking shit when I had Arvada on the field. Um, uh, almost Doug was playing Yusenjus. It was long games. We had some long games because it's a pretty good. Uh, they're, they're pretty good matchups. So Yusenjus versus Fire Kings. Well, ultimately, like uh, what, you, what he talks to me in the Discord about is he doesn't really like Bear, but Bear came and clutched both games. Um, he actually had to waste one of his negate uh, attacks so that I couldn't. Add a fucking uh, Gyoku to my side of the field. He wanted to negate that. Um, I don't know. Bear like comes in. He just removes his field. Attacks. S sets me up with more card advantage. And then also Wolfbark uh, came in to do some stuff. I just feel like it was like I had more. I had more adding stuff. Like he drowning mirror forced me like twice in one game. I think. And then it, I, uh, I probably did. Yeah, and I still like I still was coming back because I had like protection in my hand for his deck, and then yeah, so it was a good. It was a good. I think my deck is more built to play against Yusenju's and than his was to try to play against my deck. But I feel like normally, like if we have like the tier list decks, like we just saw, I think that Yusenju's would have had a better matchup. I definitely agree. I felt like my big thing that I was lacking compared to Mordecai, his build. His build is running three Mystical Space Typhoon. My only back row removal I was running was uh, a Trinade as one of, because I can Destiny draw it, which Mordecai also did. But he put in his side deck. Ooh, okay. And I'm sure that he wasn't running that against uh, Fire Kings. Yeah, he wasn't worried about that. Uh, that wasn't his main target. But he ended up winning with him. Uh, did you, uh, so what happened with you and Jeff? Oh, me and Jeff, it was, to Jeff's credit, he's new to Onomots. Like he told us earlier, he was just barely picking him up with the ticket. He's newer to Onomots, he wasn't familiar, he's been out of the meta for a while, wasn't familiar with what Yosenjis are doing. So like one turn he made an Abyss Dweller against me just to try and see if it would have something he could negate. And of course it didn't. You sent Jews have exactly one effect that activates in the graveyard, which is you send you OEM after you destroy it. Oh yeah. And so it did not to the point where he was gonna be destroying my you send you OEM. Yeah, that's another thing. It was worth noting that like I knew because of Tanky, so here's where it comes in clutch. When you use Tanky, uh, Arvada gains 100 life points, so or 100 attack points. So he used a Oyam on me, both duels, uh, like in like a second or third turn, and I would just let him summon it so I could kill it because then I know I don't have to worry about it the rest of the game. And to stop his search would mean like it would be such a beneficial because Oyam comes out, he has to ditch a card, then you lose Oyam, and then I ditch a monster, and then, and then I feel like I gained card advantage that way. But um, as far as that goes, like I feel like. That was severe advantage uh, to know that Tanky can gain like a hundred life points. That, that one hundred life points is so essential to uh, attack points. But yeah, yeah, attack points. Yeah. So tell us what happened with the, your other matchups. Uh, well, my other matchup, I only really got to play. Uh, that was main move. Yeah. Oh, you played. You played. Uh, no, that was one mixtape. That wasn't main move. That was yeah. That was one. 
I, I remember both of them were there, but uh, it's been a minute. Anyway, yeah, Juan, he he didn't actually play DDDs against me for the one match. He <laughs> played this very interesting fusion deck, which has some weird back row in it, too. There was just a lot going on. It's kind of hard to say what the goal of that deck was without having his build and looking at it. It was something that he freely admitted was not a amazing build or a meta build. But it was funny and caught me off guard game one. Game two was lost the grind game because it, like it, it was built around uh Predaflance and neos hmm. so like it had stuff it could do but it's just not stuff that you're going to be able to consistently do yeah and, and then game three he played the dvs against me after we mentioned to him that he was supposed to be playing the same deck against all of us yeah and, um, and that that was actually a very close game. It didn't last very long, but it was a very close game because he got to turn four. Yeah, I went first, did some drawing. He went second, and he just passed on an empty board because he was waiting for me to activate his uh, Alert by Darkness. And then I didn't draw lethal, at least not through a Karibo. Yep. Then he pops off with a combo. <laughs> and my defense, he sets up a full DDD board. He has Alexander attack first, which was smart, because I had to summon OEM to try to deal with it. And OEM still took 3,000 damage, because OEM only copies the original attack. Yep. And he had Beowulf on the field. And Beowulf makes all your DVDs do piercing damage. Yeah, so you took 3K. So I still took 3,000 damage. Had to summon Veil off of that damage just to put a body on board and heal back those life points. And the remaining two monsters he had could only... They had 58... No. They had to have less than 5,800 life points. Or, uh... Attack points. Yeah, they had to have less than 5,800... And then you, if they had 5,800, exactly, they would have committed lethal through Veil and a direct attack. What'd, what'd you do? Not, well, the turn after that, he had a DDD board, and I had all my commas, and I got to just go ham. Ah. <laughs> and they don't have enough recovery to deal with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. So, um, let's, let's give... Uh, the Shadow Realm guy, some some uh, explaining like what what the fuck what ha what happened, Jeff? What the fuck, Jeff? Why are we why are we diddling you? Diddled by uh, fucking the coin flip. <laughs> the coin flip. Uh, every time I I got to go first, I only went second one time against Mimu, and I played Juan, Mimu, and then you two. <laughs> so one time out of like I don't know how many matches. But the one time that I did go second, he just gave up. So I was like, fuck yeah. All right, so who, you, you did beat someone today. You didn't go... Did you beat someone? Yeah, no, I, I beat Mimu. I beat okay. Mimu. Oh, so um, if Mimu would have showed up on the show... Match or just one game? No, in the match. The two. Oh, okay. So, so you might have been saved. If Mimu would have showed up on the show, maybe Jeff wouldn't be the Shadow Realm. Maybe Mimu would be. 
Didn't he agree to it too? Did he pussy out of this yeah, fucking he, show, he or, or am I forgetting? I'll give I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He did say that he was gonna fucking uh, show up and talk shit on fucking Mondays, and that is what he wanted to do. He came into duel, but he didn't want to come up on the show because you know maybe this guy would be the shadow rum guy. Ooh, ooh. Well, my butt still hurts from you guys. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. We opened you I up. Can't sit down. No, open you up Me nice and, and all pretty. my pretty furry boys. <laughs> yeah, the fucking, uh, what were you saying? The one, uh, the one female one? Inza? Inza? Inza. Yosenji Inza. We're not sure if she's a girl or not. We're just assuming. A girl or not. We're not sure if they are a girl or not. We're, we're assuming in 2021. Z and Zer. Yeah. Them, they, Z and Zer. Preferred pronouns, please. <laughs> We, yeah, it's, it's 2021. We, we, we're not supposed to assume genders, but we are, so. I don't know anything about their gender. All I know is I see a flat chest. Oh. And some long, pretty hair. Ooh. Long, pretty Ooh. hair, flat chest. That could be, uh, that's still possible, still. And I like the whole whip, dark so magician girl. In my opinion, you're winning either way. <laughs> you're winning either way. Um, I, like, I like the whole dark magician girl, you know what I mean? They had to remove uh, the boobage from fucking America. From America? <laughs> You're like, the Cyrus of the group. Cyrus Truesdale. Cyrus Truesdale. I am not the Cyrus, bro. I'm the, what's the big buff, dude? What's the buff? I don't know. Cyrus was the one who waifu'd Dark Magician Girl. Oh, God. Okay, never mind. No. I'm not <laughs> with that waifu. I'm not with that waifu shit, dude. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh my god. Shit, so we got our all our duels in. Uh Samurai Jeff got a little, a little spanky poo from uh from the rest of us, but not Mimu, so calling Mimu out. Uh if Mimu was on here, Samurai Jeff might have been saved. But either way, Samurai Jeff takes the fucking biggest L and that makes a lot of people happy in the Discord. They're all fucking rising up in arms, happy as all fuck, their days are made. Thanks to you. Maybe we should all come out every week just to beat up Jeff. <laughs> no, this is this is the thing you're not understanding is uh, a lot of them don't listen to the fucking show. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So if they don't listen to the show, they're not going to be that happy. They're just going to have to fucking... No, they're not going to know. They're going to know. They can still just be a dick in the Discord and what are they going to do? They're not going to know. Yeah, Unless you tell them. advertising Jeff getting beaten. People well, will listen. So the thing is, people, uh, Jeff could get them uh, every time I say, "Hey, well, why don't you fucking show up?" and then I'll put your ass in the shadow realm. That's what can happen. That's your that's your back talk. Look, I I, I got Mimu, so Mimu can just just fuck up right now. But <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, at least at least you can feel good about that. At least whatever makes you sleep at night. Yeah, that'll that'll help me at least fall asleep with the pain trying to deal with the ass rate pain. Yeah, oh, man. But um. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. We'll get more of them in here, and we'll see how tough they really are. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I like this. I had a good time this week. Uh, I don't know if you guys are down to maybe try it out a couple, uh, 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 try it out again. Um, but uh, as far as this goes, uh, this is gonna be the end of the episode. We're going to uh, this is Dueling's News Network. If you want to fucking email us, we'll put your uh, email on the show at Network at gmail dot com. Um, Hit me up. Join our Discord. Uh, it's free uh, entry in there. Um, bunch of good shit. We have a tournament every week. Uh, free entry, ten dollar prize. Um, you get your little fame. 
Uh, you can get a new role in the Discord. You can win 10 bucks. You can find out what it's like to play competitively. Um, also, we have like a bunch of uh, uh, players that are not competitive in the Discord that would talk about decks that you might like. Like, uh, I've been trashing fucking startups this whole time. And you don't have to listen to me trash it in there. I, you could hear me trash it. But there is a bunch of people in there that love that shit. And they will play the fuck out of it. And they'll, they'll give you some hints and tips on deck making and stuff like that. Um, I want to thank uh, Samurai Jeff for coming on. And I want to thank uh, Almost Doug for showing up. And uh, what, what do you, you guys got anything to say before we leave? Nah, I'll just catch everybody next week. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right. Sweet, this is the end of our episode. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great night.